ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, two men have been charged with stealing an 18-karat gold toilet. Tony Kornheiser, we're in the clear. Which of your houses did you put it in? <laughs> Look good in Arizona. It's sunny in Arizona. It would glint off the gold. It would really look What's good really in Arizona. What's really ironic about this houses thing is you got the same number of houses as you. The exact same no, number. No. The exact. Well, you got that extra. You got the extra apartment in Chicago. <laughs> you got that. Come on now. Not a house. You got multiple dwellings. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Kyler Murray is set to return. The Lakers complain that LeBron isn't getting the calls. And Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the news that Purdue is one of the Big Ten teams that was in receipt of Michigan's stolen signals last season before their meeting in the Big Ten championship game. Curiously, Purdue coach Ryan Walters has been out there stating that Michigan was breaking the rules by advanced scouting. (laughs) Dan Wetzel today wrote on Yahoo that what Purdue did and what all the Big Ten teams that shared the decoded Michigan signals did is as bad as what Michigan did. Wilbon, do you think so? Yeah. Yes. The first day this story came out, I said on sitting in this chair, they're all living in glass houses, so why are they throwing stones? This is insane. Coaches routinely pick up the phone in every sport to call their friends to say, hey, what do you, you know, what do you... What do you think about, you know, these guys? You, you, you took it on the chin from them last week, or you beat them pretty good. They call their friends. This is what they do at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Their friends, other players, the reporters, they, they're, they're on the phone constantly gathering intel about the next opponent. So that's why this whole thing, I realize it's a rule, and Michigan's going to probably be held at some point accountable, but it's all fraudulent, Tony. It's all garbage because people do what they do to get an edge to find out what you're going to do. And if anybody denies that or wants to just say Michigan has a monopoly on this, they're liars and frauds. So I think I think what we have here is we have to get back to square one, because when you find out that other schools in the same conference did this and Michigan was victimized, that causes you to reexamine what's going on here. Is it ethical to steal signals? Is it ethical to use that information? And then is it ethical to yell at somebody else for doing it when you've done it? No, it's not ethical, but it is part of the fabric of all college sports and pro sports. I don't think what Purdue did is the same or as bad as what Michigan did because Michigan broke the rule. It's a stupid rule. No advanced scouting in person. But it's a rule, and every coach knows it. What Purdue did was violate a moral rule, and that's sort of more in a gray area to me. Um, I'm not going to defend Michigan. I'm not. I, I don't think Michigan can be defended. But I will say this. If you're worried, and you should be worried, about signals being stolen in every sport on every level, 
change your signals. Yes. Assume yes. that they have your signals and this. change your signals. Why is old. that so hard? Tony, Why so let me just so disagree hard? with you only on one small point. I don't think it's an yeah. ethical issue on the part of Purdue. Again, you've known coaches for 50 years. Do you not know the coaches, even those who are dear friends of yours, to pick up the phone, to call the best buddy, to find out what to do against State tomorrow night? The, they, yes, but that's, that's, not, that's not the same as specifically violating the rule by sending people up there to no, get No, 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 I agree with that same. part. I'm just saying okay, I'm, right. I'm not going to come down. It, 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 it's about the same. It uh, amounts to well, the let same. Let me just say this. I think the sanctimony of Purdue here is a little much. Yeah. It's a little much. Yeah, it is. Right? Sanctimony of all of them is too much. Glass houses, boys. Glass houses. Let's move to the National Football League, where the Cardinals have finally named Kyler Murray their starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Falcons. It'll be Murray's first game in nearly a year since tearing the ACL in his right knee. So the cards are currently kind of sort of in line for the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. So what should yeah. that organization be hoping for with Murray's return? Well, I would hope that they'd be hoping that Murray was great and he went out there and won all the games. Mike, he was the overall number one pick in the draft by Arizona a few years back, and they're paying him $230 million. And, and if, if they don't want him, if they want to fall to the bottom so they can pick another quarterback, then don't put Kyler Murray out there because he gives them their best chance to win. Without him, they are 1-13 in their last 14 games. His record as a starter in the league is 25-31-1. And that doesn't look very good, but looks better than 1-13. <laughs> yeah, the first eight games were started by Josh Dobbs for Arizona. Josh Dobbs, the miracle man of Minnesota last week, and all credit to him. But he was 1-7 in, in Arizona. He had eight touchdown passes in eight games. So if you want to lose them all... Stay with him and don't bring Kyler Murray in. Well, Tom, that one in 14 record is also a reflection of how bad the Cardinals are in so many places. A lot they of stay. places. So you hope Kyler yeah. Murray comes back and is physically well and gets all the way back to where he was a year and a half, two seasons ago, and actually got off to a great start. Weren't they like 8-0 at one point? And you hope they're no, that. People said he was the MVP yeah. at that point. So and that now you they can then fill some of those holes with a high draft pick. They're still going to stink. Kyler Murray's not going to turn them around right now. They're going to stink. And so maybe you can find your way to draft the wide receiver from Ohio State University, the Ohio State, who I hope is still on the board with another team with Chicago Roots picks. But the Cardinals, the Cardinals, Tony, they're not going to somehow turn their season around because of Kyler Murray. They're going to start worrying, oh, we need to tank. Their team is not so good that he's going to change that fortunes yeah, it, overnight. It, when you're one in thirteen and Kyler Murray's not there, how is it his fault that you're right. terrible? Yeah. It's you're not bad. his fault that you're, you're terrible. bad. Overall, we move on. The Los Angeles Lakers have contacted the NBA league office requesting more free throws for LeBron James. They've sent along tape to prove the officials are hosing LeBron. Last year, LeBron averaged five point nine free throw attempts per game. So far this year, he's averaging 5.7 attempts. This has the Lakers livid. Wilbon, do you think the Lakers have a case? This is garbage. Okay? <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> LeBron James is one of the, at, at worst, the five greatest players of all time. And right now, at 132 years old, 
He's one of the six or seven best players in the league now. So what are they doing? LeBron James doesn't need somebody with a cup standing on the corner begging for him. This ought to be embarrassing. Here's how you do this. You do it the old-fashioned way. You're on the floor with referees. You're on the floor with them. You talk to them. You work them. You work the referee. LeBron James is as smart and as circumspect and as charming as any damn body who's ever played. So go out there and do your thing with the officials on the floor. You and your coaches and your teammates if you need to. But to beg the league for more free throws should be beneath the Los Angeles Lakers. It's garbage. Yeah. I think LeBron has actually tried to work the referees, um, and it hasn't worked at this point. Look, Mike, I'm sure that every single game, there are one or two times when LeBron James goes to the basket and he gets fouled and they don't call it. And I'm sure that's true with 100 other players in the league. The Lakers are now, and let's get the numbers straight, the Lakers are now complaining that LeBron James is getting, after seven games, is getting point point two. two Fewer Stop. free throw attempts. Stop it. Not one, not Stop half. Got to be in point two, Begging. right? And they are complaining about this. I want to check my notes because I wrote things down that I thought were pretty funny. By the way, after seven games, point two is statistically irrelevant. Many big time players in the league are down this year so far, this brief season so what about far. The four guys, four guys who had the highest amount of free throw attempts last year are down. I'm going to read them here. Giannis is down 2.6, not 0.2. Embiid down 2. Shea, uh, Gilgis Alexander down 5.7. Doncic down 2.5. And the Lakers are whining about 0.2, which is pathetic. You don't call mommy about 0.2. No, you 0. don't. You begging. Don't. Stop, Stop it. it. They ought to be in. You know, I say there's no shame all the time. There's no shame. The Lakers begging for LeBron. LeBron James James is one of the best players now. And don't tell me he can't work this out on the court and get in the head of some of the officials. How did coach go out there the way Pat Riley and Phil Jackson went out there when Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan didn't get shots? Have you coached Darvin Ham go out there? Let's take a break. Coming up, the Celtics and Sixers play tonight. Which 5-1 team is more improved? We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. And as Victor Wimbanyama takes the court in Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena... We'll also ask Perk whether playing there is the religious experience it's built up to be. Begging the league. Begging the league. Really? Pardon the interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. 
to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. You are watching Pardon the Interruption. Presented by Crown Royal. Part of Happy Hour. Fourteen games are on the NBA schedule tonight, including a couple of high-profile ones. All night. Which makes it a perfect time to bring in our great friend ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins. Let's start with this. Okay, in the East tonight, the Celtics are at the Sixers. A lot of changes on both teams in the offseason. Which team to you looks more improved over last season? I, look, I know the Celtic fans are going to want to revoke my card, but I don't give a damn. I'm a champion <laughs> now. I'm going with the 76ers, and I'm standing on business today. One, they got James Harden out of the way of Tyrese Maxey. Now we're able to see the Amen. best version of him, Amen. and we have seen what him and Joel and B could do together in the two-man game. Two, we're about to see the best version of Tobias Harris under Nick Nurse. Number three... I love the move that Darren Moore made for us getting back those pieces like a Nicholas Batum and a Covington. Because if you if those guys don't work out, guess what? Philly is still eye candy, and you could be patient. And by the trade deadline in February, maybe you could make a move for a Pascal Siakam and bring him in. But again, I love the direction that Philly is going in, going, and I believe that they won. For us, if I had to pick between them and Boston. Glad to hear Perk preaching on Tyrese Maxey. Let's go out <laughs> west for a second. The Warriors are 5-1 and one on the road after being dreadful, 11-30 last year. They're in Denver to face the Nuggets tonight. Perk, I, I think I've heard you say this in recent mm-hmm. days. You think it's important for the Western contenders to win in Denver, do you not? Uh, I, I do. I think it's important for the Western contenders to get home court throughout the playoffs because if the Denver Nuggets get home court advantage again, they're going back to the NBA Finals. They were 10-1 and one last season, right, Had the, in the postseason. They had the second-best home record. And so people thought I was crazy when everybody was criticizing Anthony Davis after game one for his second-half performance. And I came out and I said, that altitude is a real thing. All Perk, you're making excuses. And then all of a sudden, about two or three games ago, I was watching the Nuggets play, and I heard Michael Porter Jr. say in the interview, we want to get out and run, and we want to use the altitude to our advantage. And I say, well, damn, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a place where there's no altitude, the special place in Tony's heart. Madison Square Garden, the world's most mm. famous arena where Victor Wimbanyama makes his debut tonight. And he's talking about how he's heard it's the greatest gym in the world, but he thought it was a little small. Interesting observation. Perk, do you remember your first time walking into the garden, what you thought of it and what you think of it now? Well, I mean, it's everything you can imagine, right? Walking up that, that long hill or whatever you want to call it. I ain't take the elevator. People say, Perk, you got to walk up the hill. I walked up the hill, um, and you look at all the the photos and pictures that are on the wall, right, the events that, that were held there. You see Jay-Z. You see Mike Tyson. You see everything, and then all of a sudden it hit you like, I'm in Madison Square Garden, right? And then all of a sudden the game start, and you see Spike Lee. And you see all the stars sitting courtside. Like, it's just a different vibe. 
and until uh, Wimby actually get to the actual game, not shoot around, then ask him that post game, and, and I guarantee you his answer will be different. I will get you out of here on this. The other night I made a colossal mistake in my viewing habit. I watched Kyle Kuzma do? and Jordan Poole <laughs> and the I'm rest of the Wizards. Loss, Tony. <laughs> yeah, against Philadelphia. And they gave up. They don't, they don't play any defense at all. And they gave up about 75 points in the first half. And I thought this could be one of the worst teams, certainly this year, but maybe ever. They just look terrible. They don't play any defense at all. When you watch the Wizards, what do you see? Well, well, I don't watch them because it's an embarrassment <laughs> to the league, okay? First of all, they started their season off with a fashion show. That, that, that showed me that they wasn't locked in and focused. Secondly, anytime my kids try to watch them, I make them go to bed because I don't want them picking up bad <laughs> habits, right? They got to figure things out in Washington. I do not watch the Washington Wizards, and I don't encourage no young fella out there that's trying to learn the game of basketball and play the right way to watch the Washington Wizards. Take that, Tony. They don't play any defense. They, they, they just don't. Thank you, Kendrick. Perk. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the top of the college football playoff standings remain unchanged. Is that the right call? And Paige Beckers is about 70 minutes away from returning to the court for UConn. What should we expect? Tony, I told you, what are you doing watching the Wizards? What are you doing? Mike, it's a ball Mike, night. I think There's they, no Wizards. I think they have the worst defense in the league. I think they allow the most okay. points in the league. I, I don't I disagree do. with that. Matthew's like got a lot. I'm taking Perk's advice. Matthew, no. We're not going Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Happy time, people. Happy 34th birthday, Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton missed 61 games this season, mostly with a strained hamstring. He has missed a pile of games since coming to the Yankees. Stanton was the best power hitter in baseball when he was on the Marlins. He was the NL MVP in 2017 when he hit 59 home runs. Stanton had 267 homers in Miami in eight years, but since he moved to the Yankees, he seems diminished. He had 24 homers this year. He batted just 191. In his six seasons in New York, Stanton has 135 home runs. In those same six seasons, Aaron Judge has 201 home runs. The Yankees have not gotten to the World Series with Stanton, who made $32 million this season. And you wonder, Mike, if at some point the team will release him. Tony, I just wonder if this fall off means he's still a lock for the Hall of Fame. Anybody in the Hall hit under 200 for a season? I'm just saying, I mean, he had such at the top, the beginning, the first X number of years, we're so, so good. Yeah. He may hit 600 home runs, and I guess you have to put him in there. I guess you do. Happy anniversary, Scott Frost, on this day 26 years ago, with number one Nebraska trailing Missouri by a touchdown with just seven seconds to play. Frost threw a pass that was kicked by a receiver in the end zone and then was miraculously caught by teammate Matt Davidson. 
This play is lovingly referred to in Nebraska as the flea kicker. It helped Nebraska hold on to its ranking, and after the Huskers beat Peyton Manning in Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, Nebraska shared the national championship with Michigan. And that's why people were so excited when Frost was hired to coach Nebraska, and so disappointed when Frost went 16-31 and 31 there, 10-26 and 26 in the Big Ten, and was fired early last season. Yeah, Tony, the landscape of college football has changed so dramatically. Nobody gets to just stay there forever. You don't get just like rent control and just stay at the top forever in the pit. You, you don't now. You, you lose a coach, you have a couple of bad seasons, and it's, it could be tough to get back there. Georgia's there two and a half years at the moment. Happy trails to the San Jose Sharks, 11-game losing streak. The Sharks avoided <clears throat> becoming, excuse me, becoming the team with the worst start in NHL history by beating Philadelphia last night 2-1 to one and ending their losing streak at 11. That's tied for the worst start ever, but at least San Jose isn't out there all alone. Quote, it's a lot of relief in here, said San Jose goalie Mackenzie Blackwood, who made 38 saves. The Sharks had allowed 10 goals in each of their previous two games. Through their first 11 games, Mike, the Sharks had allowed the most goals in the NHL, 55, and had scored the least, just 12. Quote, it's not like they were going to go 0-82, said Flyer center Sean Couturier. Might have felt like it, though. Tony, I'm not going to act like an advanced scout, but there doesn't seem like there's a Connor Bedard-like figure or a Connor McDavid-like figure to tank for, although it's supposed to be a, a pretty deep draft. But, man, you get off to this bad start. What's the reward at the end of the tunnel? All right, let's go to the big finish, if we could. The let's top four college football playoff rankings stayed the same. Is that okay with you? I think so, Tony. I mean, you can say to Ohio State, okay, we're going to dock you because you struggled with Rutgers, but Rutgers is better, and nah, I'm fine with it. Rick Pitino and St. John's beat your fave Stony Brook by 16 in the opener last night. I watched some of that. You impressed? Look, I think Rick Pitino is going to win a lot of games at St. John's, and I'm so happy when Stony Brook loses because they're not Binghamton. Justin Fields, doubtful for tomorrow night's big battle with the Panthers. Big battle. Your thoughts? Tyson Bajit better do his gig because the Bears have to win that game. Have to beat Carolina. We have Carolina's pick. Have to win. The Angels hired Ron Washington as their manager. That makes sense? Uh, he took Texas to the World Series a couple of times, I believe, and he's 71 years old. Last two World Series winners, Dusty Baker was 73, Bruce Bochy 68. Maybe oh, God, there's a trend there. Yeah. Last one, Paige Becker's returns tonight as UConn opened its season against Dayton. What do you expect? Gino says that she's a better player now than she was when she was National Player of the Year in pre-injury. I hope that's true. That'd be great to watch. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Bob Dolan, Hall of Fame. Bob Shout out. Dolan. Yes, sir. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. And now, here's Sports Center. You and Dolan, you haven't invited me out lately. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, what am I? Mince meat now? Yeah. Not worthy? Sad for you. I'm playing with him tomorrow.